0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Declassified UFO Files, the Blue Book Sessions, this is episode 9, Broken Arrow. I am very sorry for flubbing up anything today, I've had a couple things to drink, I had a few uh, Moscow mules and a few uh, mint juleps, so I'm very sorry, I'm a little tipsy, but I'm trying to at least be as clear as I can be. On this, because uh, this is near the very end, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be the last, like one of the last episodes that we're ever going to get out of Blue Book, which sucks, because I really wanted to see a third season, which would have investigated a little bit further on what's going on in this episode. But basically, episode 9, Broken Arrow. Now, what to talk about with Broken Arrow. Basically, when Heineken Quinn tracked down a mysterious plane... ...that has vanished in the Canadian wilderness... ...they embark on a dangerous mission... ...to recover the, its missing cargo that... ...more or less... Uh, ...does more than just... ...in store of just... Re- like, uh, enco- ...like they encounter something that could be... ...not just their, the end of their lives... ...but it could be the start of World War Three. Basically how this episode goes... ...I don't know how to describe it... ...but basically... When they're up in, um, like, there's a plane that's up in the Canadian wilderness that's been picked up by the Canadian Air Force Base in Comox asking to identify itself because it's apparently in Canadian airspace and it needs to be identified now. It crashes through uh, some sort of light or something that uh, hits them. Meanwhile, Captain Quinn is at home being told that he's on administrative leave until further notice until like basically further action can be resolved about everything that went wrong with Susie and everything else he's just in a bad place because of all that and they're basically in a sense almost hanging him out to dry because they think he did this they did he did that whatever so he's basically having to figure it out on his like figure out what's gonna happen heineck even decides to um he wants to retire from it and go back to teaching. He might actually do so. He might not. Who knows? But the other thing is, he doesn't know what he's gonna do. Meanwhile, they get a call from uh, like Heine got a call from Blue Book. Well, not from Blue Book, from the Canadian Air Force to help investigate this crash because they they heard it had something to do with UFOs. So they go up there. They investigate. They go about it all, and, um, well, they kind of figure out, hey, let's do this, let's do that. They get up to Canada, go up to Comox's Air Force Base, and find themselves in a Whew! bit of a life-or-death situation, in a sense, because they don't know how to describe it all. They go up there, they go up to the bay where it was last seen in the Canadian wilderness, by like, where there's a logging camp of sorts. They go up there. They talk to the people that are up there to investigate further. They go up there, even they go up even further, and then they find part of a plane that's missing. They find the pilot and his co-pilot, and they discover that the plane is actually full of Russians with a test nuke. And that's what really sets it off because it's a test nuke, and they didn't really know that this was a test nuke at all. So. The generals are actually find themselves up at the force base because they got it inter- intercepted a communique from the UK about it as well. So they head up there to get help with the investigation that they didn't know Heineck and Quinn were already doing. So they get up there, they do the investigate. They start helping investigate everything, finding out where they could be. Quinn and Heineck are kind of basically held captive to some degree to figure out what's going on and how they can uh okay sorry (sighs) basically this is all happening they don't know what to do exactly but um yeah they go in they find the so-called test nuke and and they uh have to dismantle it because they think it might still be armed we find out it's a test one when uh, Heineck brings out the core, which is meant to be plutonium and should be heavier than it actually is. And it looks more like a kind of a polished-up gray bocce ball or shot put a little bit. But they start to playing around with it. Um, Quinn and Heineck do finally uh close the case a little bit after... Flying around the Canadian air, the wilderness, even uh, Heineck is given a chance to fly the plane as well. He didn't, tend, he didn't want to really do that himself, but he does because of um, well everything that's going on. And um, well, the way he does it is quite well, and he does it well enough that he's like, maybe I could do this too, maybe. But um, yeah, after that happens, they are they. F- are found by the canadian air force they surrender the russians over to them i guess they get sent back to the like to russia or wherever, wherever the hell they may go they may be sentenced to death in canada i don't know but basically they're doing that they get sent back home after they found the russia, Like after they found the um after they found the place set up Hold on a second, ladies and gentlemen. Basically, after they are um, given the chances to relax again back at the office, Senator Ke- Kennedy actually uh, asks them to help investigate something else that's concurrent. And, uh, well, it looks to be something not good because it's unidentified submersible objects, USOs. Ha ha ha, clever spin on that one, guys. Yeah, basically, they think it's, um, something that's going on in the North Atlantic, and they don't know exactly what it is, so they have to investigate and keep looking at this further, all the while thinking it could be the start of World War Three yet again. Like there's been multiple instances where World War Three could actually begin. Right now. But we don't know exactly for certain. All we know is that Susie's. Out of the picture now. So is her. colluder Rizzuto. And everyone else. That's been involved in. um, This whole conspiracy with the Russians. Like everything that's been going on is. uh, Coming to a close in a sense. The final episodes are coming up. And this is like. The very last episode before the series finale. And this is going to be a very uh, hard one to kind of go through if i'm honest unless this is not the finale at all forever this might be this is gonna be the final episode of this series guys i'm sorry but uh this this episode overall was very intense it did delve into some very like holy shit moments for me personally for me i have to give this just overall for its intensity, a 9 out of 10, this is one of my favorite episodes of this season, and the next one is, um, well, basically, the whole place is, I don't know, basically, my thought probably, the last one is gonna be called, if I do recall correctly, the very last one is called, if I recall correctly, Operation Main Brace, and that one's going to be the final episode, guys and gals and everyone else in between. Basically, it's going to be one thing or another. Who knows what's going to happen next, but uh, after this, I won't be doing any more series like f- podcasts for some time. I'll still keep doing Midnight Movie Confessionals and Music for the Curator's Chair, but right now, after this the next episode is out, after... Episode 10's out. I'm going to kind of just take a break from doing episodic episodes, per se, you could say. But who knows? I might come back with something new. If a third season, Booba comes out, I'll do that. If not, no big deal. I'm going to do the Cowboy Bebop stuff when that does come out. But overall, I'm going to try and keep it to a minimum on that sort of thing. So I hope you guys are enjoying this series, even if it's going to be the last two episodes. (laughs) It could be worse. It had a good run. It had 10 episodes each season, so eh, may not get syndicated ever again, but who knows? Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, this is Scott signing out. End transmission.